Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday, October 25th. Totally forgot what the date was. Had to look down at the calendar. Uh, welcome to Elijah Fire. This is episode 121. Uh, also, um, many of you know, but if you're new here, um, when you donate to Elijah Fire, ElijahFire.com slash donate, obviously a lot of that goes towards making sure that this runs, that it stays free, and that we can stay at five days a week uh, at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, but also some of it is going towards digging freshwater wells in Uganda. And we've partnered with a great ministry that have been uh, longtime friends of the Elijah List, but also Steve Schultz, the founder of the Elijah List, host of Elijah's Dreams. And uh, so he is committed to digging nine freshwater wells a month. And I used to say it was a new well every five days. It's actually a new well every three days now. So uh, Steve is upping the ante yet again. So I'm going to try and keep up to date with all those stats because that's amazing, you guys. A new well every three days. Um, that's that's incredible. So I want to play a quick video just to show we're going to be showing these just new updates as we get them from, from the people over there. Uh, but let's go ahead and play that video. The waters that were already existing here in Uganda, we thought they were the safe ones to have but actually they weren't safe at all we would have to share these waters with the animals and you can imagine all the different contamination that can happen and go on in uganda fetching water is done by the young children the young boys and the girls you had to move a long long distance and usually it is done in the morning and also sometimes very late in the evenings also have the elderly who we call the judges these are the very old grandparents of different families who sometimes can't walk and also sometimes can't be able to carry the cans that we use to fetch the water so they have to take days without even taking a shower or sometimes even not preparing a meal because they are saving water for the next day I would like to say thanks to the opportunity that you guys came to this community and are changing so many lives. We appreciate you so much and may God bless you. So there you go. Anytime that you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, you can trust and know that, that some of your money is going to go to that. Um, and then also I wanted to address something. I know that there's been some people who have been like, do we absolutely know that these wells are being dug that often? Yes, we do know. We know the people that were really connected with the people who are doing this, who are also very connected and they've spent quite, quite a few years establishing, uh, connections in that area so they can ensure that these things actually get done. So yes, when you donate, that money is actually going to digging these wells. So um, rest easy knowing that as well. All right. Uh, I always love having this guest on. You guys know her, you love her. She's the co-host of Elijah's dreams. 
She's also the host of Torch Carriers, and that she also hosts the podcast Treasures from Heaven on the ISN Podcast Network. Let's give it up for my guest today, Kelsey O'Malley. Kelsey O'Malley, welcome back. It takes everything in you, Jeff, not to say Sally. I legit almost said it. And it wasn't because I was trying to. I actually almost <laughs> said it just because. So, yes. But this time you brought it up. So <laughs> I, I can I can tell, Jeff, you really want to say it, which I always it's hilarious. It's yeah. new revelation to it's some people revelation. on here. <laughs> it is. Speaking of revelation, though. You've got some new revelation. I do. You I do. do. <laughs> and I was waiting to see when the Lord would give me the opportunity. Because a lot of times, you know, we have an encounter. We have something. Yeah. yeah. For me personally, when I have an experience with the Lord, I don't just, I don't run to share what yeah. the Lord is speaking to me. Because I wait for the Lord to release me. Or to give me an opportunity like, okay, God, where do you want me to share this? Mm. And sometimes we sit on things that yeah. we've had for a year or six months because God's not released us for the right timing. So I was I was thinking, Lord, I know you want me to share this, but when do you want me to share it? I'll just wait for you. So then when you guys uh -huh. emailed me, I'm like, oh, okay. Now's the time. Yeah. So do you, I, I kind of feel like I feel like that's actually a really good practice to not share everything because I've heard a lot of really respected uh, voices within the prophetic community say the exact same thing. A lot of generals like James Gall, who's like, uh, he's like, trust me, there's a lot that I is inside here that the Lord has not released me to share yet. I feel like that's a good practice to have. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a lot of secrets that God shares with his friends mm -hmm. and not all of God's secrets are for everybody, mm -hmm. or there might just be one person that you encounter and the Lord says, Hey, he'll, he'll remind you of the dream or the story of, or the encounter. And it's just maybe for one person. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes he'll give you something and it's for more people or it's for, you know, your church or for your small group. And then he he wants you to share it with more people, but God is faithful to tell us when when to share our revelation. Yeah, yes, he is. And also something that's been interesting for me is, uh, and it's it wasn't until I was in this situation where I was hosting a show where I realized that this was a thing. But there are times when I feel free to talk about things, but not to share publicly like this but if i meet someone i'm talking to them i feel like i feel free to share with them one-on-one -on -one, but just not on a large platform like this does that happen to you oh yeah yeah all the time especially with testimonies because you know what we see now um is unfortunate because what we see is we see uh prostituting of testimonies to bring Ooh. attention to certain ministries mm -hmm. and of course god's not getting the glory in that because we're seeing people just prostitute someone else's testimony to mm -hmm. bring glory to themselves and i'm sorry to say this but i mean we see it all the time where yeah. it's just it's they're sharing testimonies to uplift themselves like look at what a great woman of god i am look at what a great man of god i am look how much power and authority i have and you know, or they videotape 
every single time they go to pray for someone, everything's documented, everything's on video here, share your testimony. And I don't like to do that because to me, that's God's glory. And that's very sacred Mm -hmm. between that person and God. Mm -hmm. So more than even revelation, I see people do that a lot with testimonies. And the testimony of what God has done in someone's life is their testimony. And Mm -hmm. so maybe there might be a time where God will say, hey, share this testimony because it's going to build someone's faith. I totally agree with that. I think there's nothing wrong with that. The Holy Spirit will quicken you. But we're in a culture of such social media and such a this even, you know, we talk about Instagram life and Facebook life where it's only the best snippets of your life. Mm -hmm. Well, there's something called ministry life, too, where Mm -hmm. it's only the best healings, the best miracles. And Mm -hmm. people don't share. Hey. Let, let me record me praying for this person at Publix that didn't get healed. How come they don't post that video? Yeah. Because that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I pray for people. I wish I could tell you I could see a 100% healing rate. I wish I could say that was what I saw, but I definitely Yeah, don't. if only. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. But, yeah. you know, it's like, and then what happens is this culture gets formed within ministries of vanity, of taking the glory, of it's like everything has to be documented to prove that I'm somebody anointed. Mm-hmm. I don't have to prove I'm anointed. I'm doing everything. I, when I when I wash the dishes, I should be anointed because I'm doing it unto God. Mm-hmm. When I get my kids up in the morning super early, I'm tired. Get them dressed, get them breakfast, take them to school. When I go grocery shopping, the Lord sees me just as much as when he sees me pray for someone or get on here. This is no more special, us doing this, than me reading my kids um, a bedtime story and kissing them goodnight. All yeah. of that is is worship unto God. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've seen this, this whole culture thing, which I can't stand. It's everything's captured. Everything's talked about. Every, a picture of everything. And this is what I want to say to people who do that. I want to challenge you because if it's not about the glory and the testimony that you receive, then don't do that for a month. Just stop doing that and just give the glory unto the Lord. You don't have to post every single thing and share every single thing. Let God have the glory. And when we pray for someone, imagine, just put yourself in their shoes. So the golden rule, what's the golden rule in the Bible? Treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I'm getting prayer, if I'm just a random person, I'm not used to someone coming up and praying for me. If they come up and pray for me and I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Pray for me. Let's say I get healed. Well, I'm in shock. I'm in awe and shock that my body doesn't hurt anymore. Oh my gosh. What is this? They're wondering what's happening to me. What is this? And you say, it's Jesus. Jesus loves you. That's why he healed you because he loves you and he died for you. That's usually what I'll say when people say, oh my gosh, I'll say, Jesus loves you. That's why he healed you. He died for you. He wants relationship with you. And then sometimes the Lord will say, that's enough, or he'll guide me. But when when we turn around and say, you know, we prayed for them, they got healed. And then the first thing we do is pull out our phone and go, now, okay, now tell me what happened. And we stick it in their face and we demand a testimony. It's like, that's so disingenuine to me. Why can't we just love people and do good works unto God and not unto man? Mm -hmm. And so this culture we've seen come about, and it really bothers me. 
And it bothers the Lord too, because the Lord's like, oh, I want to reward you for what you're doing, but because you're rewarding yourself openly, that's your reward. So it grieves the heart of God because God wants to reward us. And it says, when you pray privately, when you give privately, when you fast privately, it talks about your reward being in heaven. God will reward you. But when you take that and you're like, here's, that's your reward. So sharing it and getting the glory of man. I mean, I don't want the glory of man. I want my, my treasures stored up in heaven. Mm-hmm. So that. It, it it bothers me because I know the heart of God and it bothers me because the heart of the people that they're ministering to, I don't want anything to push them away from Christ. And a lot of times Christians push them away because we're like, Hey, take a picture, share a video, share your testimony. And we're so demanding of just like, can't you just hug the person and tell them like, Jesus loves you. Have a blessed day. You're, you're seen and loved by God mm-hmm. and just walk away, mm-hmm. you know, and just bless them in that way. So that's something <clears throat> we're seeing in our culture that really, it really needs, it really needs to change. And I pray that the more we talk about it, the more recognition it would get. And maybe some people would look at their hearts and go, Hey, you know what? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's worth noting though that that is not every single person that is doing that. Immediately now seeing anybody, uh, I think because I know of people. I mean, we just had Jennifer Martin on yesterday. Everybody she shows, she gets permission, and a lot of them want her to show their videos. So right. it, it's not. I don't think that it's not a safe place to then just assume because of what Kelsey said. Oh, that means everybody is. Everybody's, especially well, the younger, the especially the young believers. I know we have some people that right. are newer Christians, which is praise well, they're the Lord. coming, they're coming yeah. to her meetings. Yeah. So they're yeah. believers. They're coming to her meetings, sure. and they're test. They're like, yes, share my testimony. I'm so thankful of what God's done. But I mean, I'm I'm talking about when it's you're out in the street and ministering. Mm-hmm. You're maybe you're at the park with you're with your kids, and all of a sudden, or maybe you go out to evangelize. And every single thing that God does, you feel you have to have the testimony to then share. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, test no, your I got you. heart when you do stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like, no, just absolutely. Test your heart and say, and actually ask yourself, because I do this all the time. Being in ministry, you're constantly having to test your own fruit because it's really easy to get carnal and prideful mm-hmm. and all. The, it's so easy. The heart is wicked above all things. We always have to test it. Mm-hmm. So there's many times where I test my own heart and I literally tell myself, no, Kelsey, you're going to sit down, be quiet, and you're going to sit mm-hmm. in the back. And yeah. I will talk to myself this way because we need discipline. You know, we can't just let our flesh rule. Yeah. And I think, too, a more practical example to this is like um, nothing against people that do this, but... When you get your food at a restaurant, the first thing you do is take out your phone and take a picture of it. I was sitting with some, uh, some, some people, it was at, it was like a bridal party and we were out to dinner and we got our food and Lauren and I are like, we love food. And so we're like, nom, 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 like the second we get it. And then we're looking around and nobody else is eating. Like there had to have been 20 people there. I, it felt like everyone but us had taken out their phone and was taking a picture and posting it to social media. And I'm like, aren't you guys hungry? Like, <laughs> like just eat the food. 
So yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I have no problem making fun of that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, you don't, it's a fine line. And all I'm saying is be Mm -hmm. led by the spirit. So when you're Mm -hmm. doing anything unto the Lord, be led by the spirit. When be led, when to share a testimony, be led, when to share a dream, be led, when to share an encounter, let God open the door and then let God put it on your heart. Hey, I think you should share this. But when it becomes like every single person and a lot of people, they feel not heard and they feel um, like no one hears them and no one sees them and no one listens. And sometimes it's because we cast our pearls before pigs all the time. Hmm. Like we, because we have, we love Jesus so much. We want to share what he's doing in our lives. And that's good. You want to share like, this is what God did. Can you believe it? And you're excited. And then you share it with someone and they just kind of blow you off. They change the subject. They don't listen. And then you feel disappointment because you're like, why aren't they, you know, like they don't even want to hear what I have to say. Or maybe this is even worse. How about the people that will one up you on a story? Like you tell oh, them yeah. this amazing story and then they'll be like, oh yeah, but this happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I just wanted to share the goodness of God. So what happens is when you be led by the spirit, what happens is God will start to tell you, hey, you know what? Maybe don't share with this person. Mm -hmm. And then you listen to the Lord and then the Lord might say, hey, share with this person. Mm -hmm. So God kind of helps us from being um, in those disappointing situations by guiding us who to share with or what to say. And um, we just lean on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's great advice, Kelsey. I think that especially nowadays with this inclination to post everything. Um, and then, you know, cause then we have all seen it, the people that post uh, not even just ministry wise, but just there's this compulsion to post everything. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, maybe you should have, maybe you should have left that thought inside your head. Um, yes. You know? And so I think the same applies to ministry is just that, um, not posting every little thing that you get. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I'll admit there's things that, that even just being in this platform, that has been a learning process of like um, I've shared things and been like, Ooh, I actually, that wasn't something I was supposed to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I would say it was definitely within the first, the earlier, earlier Elijah fire episodes. Um, so it it is a learning process and you do feel the grace of the Lord, but you do feel like, conviction of the Holy spirit to be like, Hey, that's a no fly zone. And yeah, it, 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 it put, when you, when you start to pick that up in the spirit, it's you, you handle things a little bit more maturely. And it's not just this, Oh, because God told me, I'm just assuming that I can share it with everybody. Sometimes it's like, mm, no, actually it turns out no. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's basically, that's exactly what we're talking about. So. And think about a husband and wife relationship. So there's intimate parts to being married and there's intimate Mm -hmm. stories that you don't just go and share with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same way with the Lord. I think there's certain things that the Lord shares with us that are intimate and it's just for us to, to know. It's just for our relationship and not necessarily to go and share and you know, it's, it's a relationship that's sacred. And when you, when it's sacred and you really love the Lord, you know, you don't feel the need to share it because the other thing is when you know, you're truly loved and you're seen by God, 
and he's with you and he loves you and he's for you, you don't feel the need to get the approval of man Mm -hmm. because you have the approval of God. So that will change a lot in your life too, is the more you know you're fully loved and accepted by the Lord, the less you're going to want people like, I need people to love me. Well, no, not everyone's going to love you. I mean, that's just the way it is. You can be the nicest person and someone will find something they don't like about you. I mean, it doesn't matter because that's just, we live in a fallen world. Yeah. So it's better just to get your, receive your acceptance and receive your love from the Lord. And then that way you don't feel like you have to get it from anyone else. Yeah. And you'll live a lot healthier lifestyle. You won't be so um, disappointed. You won't put expectations on people. Uh, It frees you. You're free. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, speaking of revelations that you feel like you can share, you had a dream recently. Mm -hmm. Yes, recently, 20 days ago. Yeah, Day of Atonement. Yeah. So why don't you go into that? Because we got there's there's a lot to unpack in this. I so, know yeah, we're 25 gonna, minutes in. All right, it we're gonna even, make this. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> doesn't so, even matter. So yeah, so um, it was Day of Atonement, which was um, uh, I think I wrote it in here. What day was that? Ten. It, ten five. Uh, ten five. Wow. Come on now. It's yeah. <laughs> 10 5, 2022. Sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, okay. it's one of those days, so, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the day of atonement. And, you know, it was a colder day. It was a colder morning that morning. So usually I get up around 6 45, take my kids to school. My husband works from home a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, but he was traveling this week. So took my kids to school, came back, had my coffee, turned on the fireplace and grabbed my Bible. Cause when my husband works from home, anyone who's married and their spouse works from home, you're going to understand exactly what I'm saying. When they get on the phone and they start talking or they have a conference call, you're not going to read your Bible in the living room when their office is like, you just can't do it because they're talking and they're working. And so a lot of times I'll kind of like cave away in a room if, if my husband's home to read my Bible, but he wasn't home. So laying on the couch with the fireplace on, just reading the word, enjoying having a house to myself for a little bit. And I fell asleep. So this is a first sign I just want to say is that when, when you're just reading or when you're doing something and a, a heavy sleep comes upon you, That's really common of a time the Lord will give you maybe a dream or a vision is coming from God. When all of a sudden you get super tired. If you guys are going throughout your day and you're not normally really tired and all of a sudden you're just like, man, I'm tired. And I mean, it was only in the morning. I'd just woken up and it was like, boom, just right asleep. So pay attention to those cues with God. Because if you feel super tired, like, man, I just want to lay down, or maybe you're doing something and you're like, oh, zoning out, just go, if you can, if you're able, just go lay down for a little bit, because God might want to give you a dream. He might want to give you a vision, and he's making that deep rest. You know, he made the deep rest um, fall upon Abraham, the deep sleep, the deep rest of God. So pay attention to that. So fell asleep, and I had a dream. So I dreamed I was watching the story of Beauty and the Beast in the ballroom. And it was like unfolding 
right in front of my eyes. So I saw Belle, I saw the beast. It was the big ballroom. And what happened is I would see that and then I'd get pulled to another scene. And in this other scene, it was like this grand hallway um, with like burgundy type of carpet, like a royal castle hallway. Mm-hmm. If you could imagine like an old school castle with dark floors, like um, thick velvet curtains, oil paintings on the walls, like gold seating. And I believe it to be an angel came up beside me, um, almost was dressed in like some type of like um, knightly, kingly type of apparel. Hmm. And a lot of times when angels come into the dream, um, the reason I know is most angels don't have wings. And you know, because usually they're they're very friendly that's the number one thing they're super super friendly and i was in this royal place so that's why i'm saying i feel like it was i feel like it was an angel or a messenger from god we know the bible says that angels are messenger uh, they're messaging spirits their mm-hmm. spirits sent to those who inherit salvation they give us messages from god So then I would be taken back to this ballroom. So I'm seeing this scene play out in the ballroom and I see Belle and she's wearing like, if any of you have seen Beauty and the Beast, you know, she has a beautiful yellow gown and they dance in the ballroom. Well, her dress was really short. And I thought in the dream, like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, I literally said in my dream, I don't remember her dress being that short. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Cause it was right below her bottom. So and it's like clubbing like, short. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what? That is a short. So then she started to dance and now the beast wasn't in the picture, but she started to dance. And as she started to dance, she twirled and she, ch- she changed into a different outfit as she did. Mm-hmm. And it was the best way I can describe it. It was almost like a long coat but it was a dress but it looked kind of like an overcoat and it had a gold bow Hmm. and it was long to the floor and it was like blood red and so as she started spinning she changed into that blood red um long dress and then she continued um to spin and as she did she changed into a military outfit so it was like um army army type shirt and pants and like um the boots had like a little heel on them so she was still you know feminine but yeah. um so she was in this army outfit and then she continued to spin and finally changed into the dress we all know which is the golden you know beautiful dress that she wears at the end and as she did she was spinning and spinning and spinning um and then i saw um I was taken back out into the hallway again. And as I was walking with this angel, he pointed my direction up to this big painting on the wall. And it was like the head of a boar, the head of a beast. And then right next to it was this big head of a lion. And so then after I see that, I go back into the, into the ballroom and I see the beast and bell there. And all of a sudden, the floor from underneath them starts dropping out. Oh, wow. And fire, the flames of hell start coming up, like fire up from the floor. And so it's, they're basically on the only two pieces left of the floor. Everything else is fire. And she leans in to kiss him. 
And then as soon as she kisses him, the scene changes back to the hallway. And the angel says to me, the Bible spoke of this in the book of Jude. And then I woke up. And so when I have some type of dream like that, where it's so real, it's so vivid, I remember all the colors, all the details, all I, I lay there for a while and I kind of, I meditate on what I just saw. So I meditate on what I just saw. I let it replay in my head. I'm waiting for God to speak to me about it. So when you come up out of a dream, don't be so quick to be like, where's my pen and paper? I'm not going to remember. Like lay there for a couple minutes with the Lord and just let it replay as much as um, it can in your head. That's going to help you also help you interpret and remember the vision. Wait for God to download something into your spirit about it. So I waited there for a while and then I felt the release. And of course, the first thing I'm going to do is go get my Bible, right? <laughs> because mm -hmm. the angel said, this is found in the book of Jude. And so I was like, okay. So then I got up and I got my Bible. But before I explain the book of Jude, let me just break down the dream a little bit for you guys so you can understand it um, a, a, a little bit more. So the short dress is the first dress that she was wearing. And it was real short right below um, her bottom. And, you know, that's like who we were before we came to Christ. We were of the world. We were in sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. We were full of lust. We were mm -hmm. fleshly. We didn't know that that dress was wrong in any way. We just, that's what we wore. We were exposed to the works of darkness. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So that was the first dress was before we came to know the Lord. It's short, it's exposing, it's sexual, it's lustful, it's all the things that we used to do. And, you know, in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, the Bible says, I'm reading out of the passion and his fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in rebellion, customs and values of the world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was in us was from birth and was expressed through the deeds and the desires of our self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children, subject to God's wrath like everybody else. So that's the scripture that describes that dress. Mm -hmm. We were in rebellion of God. We were living like the world. And then the next, the next um, verse after that, I didn't write it down, but it says, but God loved us with such great love. So you guys should read Ephesians. Ephesians is a powerful book in the Bible. Mm. So then she spun and changed into the red dress with the gold with the gold bow. And I believe that that signified her being washed by the blood of Jesus. So it changed into this long dress, a modest dress, beautiful with gold, royalty. And she's washed. She's now washed in the blood of Jesus. And a few, oh, Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. Here, we're going to read the next, the next part of that. But God still loved us with such great love. 
He's so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. And then Hebrews 9, 12 says, Jesus, who he's speaking of right here, they're speaking of Jesus. He has entered once and forever into the holiest sanctuary of all, not with the blood of animal sacrifices, but with the sacrifice the sacred blood of his own sacrifice. He alone made our salvation secure forever. So by his blood, he washed us, he sanctified us, he redeemed us, he cleansed us. So she continues to spin. And it's interesting because she changed into an army outfit. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, she's in the military. She's, mm-hmm. she's a warrior. Yeah, so with a little fashioni- fashionista flair with the, the heels. <laughs> the boots little, of the heels little zip of fashionista in there yeah <laughs> the lord listen the lord knows we still like to to have cute shoes okay he knows <laughs> amen sister <laughs> <laughs> so my wife would say yes yeah she'd say amen yes. yes kelsey amen so this represents the warrior after becoming washed and cleaned in the blood of jesus uh she's made pure by his blood and you know, we're drafted into the army of God, whether or not we want, we want to believe that, or you think you're in some type of army. When you get born again and saved, you are enlisted. You are now part of the army and whether or not you fight or get trained, that's up to your free will. If you want to be trained and if you want to fight in combat, you know, that's, that's up to you. But God was showing me that after she's washed, this is what his desire is for her. And, you know, what the thing I want to say about this is I wrote down Matthew 12, 30, and that's where Jesus is saying, you know, if you're not with me, then you're against me. And this is a very interesting thing that the Lord said. So I'm going to read Matthew 25 through 31. Uh, Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and motives. He's talking about the, the Pharisees. So he told them this parable. This is when the Pharisees were saying to Jesus, oh, he casts out demons by the king of demons, by Beelzebub. Mm -hmm. So they're accusing what Jesus is doing. They're accusing the works of the Holy Spirit unto a demon. Mm -hmm. And so this is Jesus's response. And he says, any kingdom that fights against itself is reduced to ruins. Any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. So if Satan casts out Satan, he's making war on himself. How can his kingdom stand? So if Satan empowers me to cast out demons, who empowers your exorcist to cast them out? Go ask them and let them be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the power of the spirit of God, then the end of Satan's kingdom has come. Who dare would enter the house of a mighty man and steal his property? First, he must be overpowered tied up by one who's stronger than he, then his entire house can be plundered. So join with me, for if you're not on my side, you're against me. This is such powerful words of the Lord. This is something you don't hear preached very much. You don't hear the harsh things that Jesus says, like you'll be held accountable for every idle word. If you're not for me, you're against me. 
you know, you'll have to uh, leave brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers for the sake of my name. Pick up your cross, carry me. Uh, pick up, pick up your cross and follow me. You know, these things that the Lord says are not the easiest, the easiest messages. So, um, so if you're not on my side, you're against me. And if you refuse to help me gather the spoils, you're making things worse. This is why I warn you. God will forgive people for every sin and blasphemy except one. There is no forgiveness for the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. If anyone speaks evil of me, the son of man, he can be forgiven. But if anyone speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will never be forgiven, not now or ever. Hmm. And this is this is such a powerful revelation and teaching that the Lord is saying with us here. But the warrior, listen, if you if you choose not to do anything with what God's given you through salvation, if you choose not to be part of the war, if you're not going to help Jesus gather the spoils, that means that you're against him. If you're not with him, that you're useless. You're not helping at all. He says you're making things worse if you don't help. So when we're enlisted in the army, that means we're going to have to combat the, the kingdom of darkness. You're going to have to stand up against sin. You're going to have to stand up against evil. You're going to have to resist the devil so he flees from you. What do people in the army do that God enlists them into the army? What is your what what does that mean? That means that you're going to fight the the principalities, the powers, the spirits of darkness. That means you're going to resist the devil. He's going to flee from you. That means you're going to walk in the victory by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're not going to be a victim. You're not going to let people victimize you, let the devil. You're going to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. And you're going to start to resist the ways of the of the darkness, of the enemy. What the world tells you, oh, that's okay. That You know it's not okay within you. You know that's not okay for me to do that. Well, you stand up. That's part of being in the army. You stand against the darkness. And we're in a spiritual war every single day. There's not one day that the enemy goes, oh, I'll just give them today. You know, I'll just let them, yeah. I'll just, I'll lay off them today. I'll give them mercy. The devil doesn't give mercy. No. The devil doesn't give grace. The devil doesn't give rest. The devil does not do that. He is persistent. And if you've ever cast out a demon, you know that they're very stubborn. Demons are so stubborn. And so they're going to try to see how far they can push you. And they're going to see just how persistent you are and just how much you believe. They do that all the time. Yeah. You know, we're like, we try to resist the devil and the same thing comes and we resist and the same. Why does it keep coming? Because they're not just going to go, okay, I'll leave her alone. You have to really stand up and, and they know through track record with you, you know, they know our, our flaws and they know where we're weak and that's where they attack us. And so that's why we'll find ourselves having certain problems over and over again, because they know they can attack you there. Mm -hmm. So when you get yeah. enlisted into the army, you understand that Christ is for you, who can be against you. And you also understand that you need to plunder the house of the enemy. You need to start, instead of being always on the offense, no, defense, 
Is that what it is? Yeah. Defense? Yeah. Okay, so defense. Being on the defense. Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. You want to yeah. be on the offense. Yeah. So you, you want to be going after the kingdom of darkness. Don't just say, Oh, I'm attacked by the devil. You know, there's people who say that every day, like, Oh, the devil's attacking me every day. It's something new. Well, why don't you attack him? Yeah. Why Kelsey. don't you start attacking him? Yeah. So this is what you do. If, if, if the enemy's bothering you, start counterattacking. And this is what you do. You know what, devil? I'm going to get someone saved today because you're messing with my kids. You know what, devil? I'm going to I'm going to pray all the way to work in 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 tongues because you're doing this. And start mm-hmm. to combat what he's doing. Don't just go, "Oh, I'm you're always going to be the victim." No, we fight against him too. We fight his kingdoms. We plunder his kingdom. We tie up the strong man. We set the captives free. We we heal uh, the sick. We make the blind see the commission Jesus gave us. That's all being part uh, of God's army. Mm-hmm. So you are part of God's army, whether or not you say by ignoring it doesn't make it go away. By the way, if you ignore it and just sit on your uh, couch or go to church just on Sunday and completely if you think you ignore the devil and that makes him flee from you, that's not resisting yeah, no. him is a is a, <laughs> yeah. a physical thing. Yeah. So you have to resist him. Yeah. And and so when we live in sin too, sin separates us from God. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. You know, when we get bound in these things and the devil brings it on us and we're not resisting him, we're not fighting him, we don't take our place in Christ, we can fall into sin. And then we fall into guilt and we fall into shame. And then what happens is sin separates us from God. And then we're not hearing the voice of God. And then we're really getting in trouble because we're not hearing God's voice. We're feeling separated from him. And then you start to feel abandonment and alone and all these horrible things come on you. When if you would have been in the army, you would have you would have resisted him. And then combated his attack with a counterattack mm-hmm. and in all the things that are going on in your life can cease very easily when you stand up to the devil yeah really quick really uh, quick. if anybody uh is curious to know more about living in the spirit we have a great series teaching series here on elijah fire that we did with kelsey it's a four-part series and it's fantastic, right, Kelly? Uh, Kelsey, Kelly. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Kelsey. Just call me I just Sally. saw. I am my thing open, and I saw Kelly on the screen as I looked over. <laughs> so I said, Kelsey. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it, it, it's one of these days, but it's kind of amusing. So, yeah, it is. It's anyway. totally amusing, Kelsey. Yes, four part series. It's fantastic. So, if any of you are like, "Whoa, tell me more, Jeff," I'm going to tell you more. If you go over to YouTube. And you go over to the playlist tab, you'll see series two and it's with Kelsey. It's yes. four parts and it is so awesome. I loved that series, doing that series with you. So anyways, yes. continue. It will really bless you if you watch that living yeah. in the spirit. We need that. Yeah. So, okay. We're warriors. Then she turned into her final dress, which is the gown, which represented the bride of Christ. So the beautiful dress, the final dress where she's you know, in all her glory. And I love that it's even gold. You know, it's like, it's, it's glorious. And so she changed into the final dress. And it's interesting because 
when she, at the very end, when the floor started to fall away, you know, the beast represented the spirit of the world. It represented unbelievers. It represented people who didn't know Christ, you know, in their former condition, how we all were that way before we knew Christ. Mm -hmm. We were all the beast. We Mm -hmm. were not the beauty. You know, we were first the beast. And so it's like, you know, that's what he represented. So the floor started to fall away and the flames came up, but she, it was interesting because she was in her bridal gown when this started to happen. So what I feel like is in the days where God's preparing the bride, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of flames around us. It's not going to be an easy time. Um, for the body of Christ. It's not going to be this, oh, you know, like, this is so easy to walk with God and I'm the bride of Christ. And no, that's when the flames were the hottest. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of places to stand too. There was not. It was, it was amazing that that's when all of that happened. And so I believe as, Mm -hmm. as he prepares the bride, the flames of hell are coming up more and more to consume more people. And we're seeing, obviously, it's just confirming Isaiah 60. Behold, deep darkness covers the earth. Deeper darkness covers the people, but the glory of the Lord will rise upon you. Mm. And so as she leans over to kiss him, what the Lord showed me through that was that that was him through us. Because, guys, he's the head and we're the body. We're his hands and his feet on the earth. Right. But he's the head. So as he went, as we went in to kiss the beast, that was the Lord Jesus Christ through us kissing, because kissing the world, you know, like giving them, reaching them out, offering them salvation. You know, the Bible talks about in Song of, Song, Song of Songs, it says, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. Mm. And so Jesus loves to redeem us and give us a kiss and save us. You know, and I felt like he was reaching out through us to save those who were lost. Like, come, come, let me save you. And as, as the flames of hell gets hotter, I think Jesus is going to manifest more and more through us. He's going to manifest more and more through his bride. And I feel like we're going to get a heart for the people that are lost. Like we haven't really had before. There's going to be an, uh, a spiritual, um, uh, impartation that comes to us from the heart of God for the lost. Mm -hmm. For the people, they don't see the fire. You know, they don't know that that's coming to consume them. Unless someone tells, they don't know. And so Jesus is going to really manifest through his bride. And then that's when it changed. And the angel said, this is found in the book of Jude. Hmm. So we're going to change over to the book of Jude now. And I'm going to explain a couple things that are amazing when I read through it. Guys, you can read through it. It's it's literally super quick. One chapter. like. It's chat, uh, Jude 1, verse 1 through 25, I think. Yeah. That, is, that yeah. is 25 verses. That's it. So when I turn to Jude, I just want to read some of the things where the Lord was highlighting to me what this dream meant and how he was confirming it um, in his word. So Jude 1.10 says, These people insult anything they don't understand. They behave like irrational beasts by doing whatever they feel like doing because they live by their animal instincts. They corrupt themselves and bring about their own destruction. So the beasts in this were representing the the world. These people insult anything they don't understand. They don't understand the that the bride of Christ and Bell and De- they don't understand that. They don't know what they don't know 
about Jesus. They don't know the goodness that he brings. They they insult it because they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So when we share the love of Christ, a lot of hearts are hard. So it might take a while of you loving people to love them into the kingdom because they don't understand it. And so they they behave like a rational beast by doing whatever they feel like doing. Jude 1, 22 through 23 says, keep being compassionate to those who still have doubts and snatch others out of the fire to save them. Be merciful over and over to them, but always couple your mercy with the fear of God. Be extremely careful to keep yourself free from the pollutions of the flesh. And this was so interesting because it's talk about snatching them uh-huh. out of the fire. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened is he is yeah, as crazy. you kiss, you're snatching them out of the fire. And we have to remember that people who've not yet come to know the Lord, we need to start snatching them out of the fire because guys, if they die tomorrow, they're going to hell. If they if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, if, he, if they've not made him Lord of all, they are not going to, they're going to hell. And so yeah. we have to be merciful and compassionate towards them. But always remember that when we're merc- merciful and compassionate, we're not conforming. So I'm not conforming to the spirit of the world to win the world. Yeah, that's right. That's good. I don't need to do that. I don't need to go into the bar and have a couple shots to win the people who are drinking to the left of me. No, I don't need to do that. I don't conform to the world, but I go into the world and show mercy and compassion, but I'm the world's not mo- not taking me away from Christ. I'm taking the world back to Christ. So we have to be sure of who we are, you know, before we go out and win. You don't want to compromise in any way. You have to be an uncompromised, we have to be an uncompromising people who we're not going to say, oh, well, that's okay. Don't worry about your sin. You can keep your sin and still follow Jesus. No, you cannot keep your sin and still lay your life down because what happens is the blood of Jesus washes you clean from that sin. And the Bible says, if we're faithful to continue to repent, the blood of Jesus continually cleanses us. There's something called repentance that when we sin, grace gives us repentance. So we repent of our sin. The blood washes us and God remembers the sin no more. Mm -hmm. But if we don't live a life of repentance, what happens is that sin is going to keep attacking you because you're not repenting of it. It's very, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. If you know that there's something, let's say you're struggling with addiction or you're struggling with same-sex attraction, or you're struggling with lying, or you're struggling with gambling, you need to start repenting of that, whatever that is, that sin. Continue to repent of it until it gets repenting from here, till you're repenting from here, your spirit man. Hmm. What happens is a lot of times we repent with our mouth and our mind. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I don't want... But it hasn't gotten in our spirit yet. Our, yeah. our who we are, the core of who we are isn't repentant because repentance means turn away from sin. Mm-hmm. It means you're completely resisting that sin and you're turning away. So keep repenting until 
you know that it's coming from the innermost part of your being and you're able to turn away. Oh, uh, this is a controversial thing I'm going to say, but a lot of people think if I just go get deliverance, I'll be free Mm. and I'll never struggle with that sin again. If someone would just pray for me, if someone would just cast the spirit of addiction out of me, but can I tell you if there's no repentance in your heart and there's no desire to change, except that you think it's wrong. There's nothing in you that wants to live holy, wants to live a repentant lifestyle that it's not going to change. Come on. And a lot of, I can say this as well. The acts of the flesh are not a demon. The acts of the flesh is not a demon. A demon, a demonic spirit is not your flesh crying out for something. Hmm. They're two different things. So some people think I need deliverance because I, I like to watch pornography. Mm-hmm. So I, if I, if I could get that spirit of lust cast out of me, but it's not a spirit, it's their flesh. They have yeah. to, they have to submit to God and they have to resist the devil. They have to submit their bodies unto God. They are the living temple of the Holy mm-hmm. spirit. You become a living sacrifice and you lay your life down on the altar time and time again. You know what? My flesh wants to do a lot of things. And you know what? I tell it every day shut up. You're not in control. Yeah, that's right. I have guys. I'm, I have to constantly tell myself, no, you're not mm-hmm. doing that. You're not saying that. Do you know how many times I want to give my opinion, which is rude and nasty. And literally I'll tell myself, you are not, you better shut your mouth. You're not saying <laughs> that because you know what, what's the fruit of me saying that? Absolutely not good, not good stuff. Not good. Yeah. And so I know that it's my flesh. It's not a demonic spirit making me give my opinion that's maybe rude or nasty. It's the evil of my heart. My heart's wicked above all things. That's why I need Christ to come and sanctify me. That's I, I need to uh, uh, lay myself on the altar again and say, Lord, give me your peace, your joy. Holy Spirit, fill me with your fruits. You know, this, so this is a big, you know, controversial thing because a lot of people just want to go to a deliverance minister and say, here's my problems, A, B, C, and D, cast them out of me so I can, I can be happy. Yeah, that's really good. And a lot of times it's your flesh. It's not a demonic spirit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let me just read this. I have this somewhere in my notes. Let me find it real quick. Okay, I, I want to read Galatians 5, 19 through 21, because these are the acts of the flesh. So highlight this in your Bible. These, this Galatians 5, 19 through 21, these are the practices of the flesh. It does not say these are demonic spirits coming and inhabiting your temple. It says these are the acts of the flesh. So if people want to know, what does it mean to crucify my flesh? This I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell you right here through the word of God. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. Now, the doings, practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness divisions, 
party spirit, um, opinions, heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Shall, okay, so Pete, I just listed them off. Mm -hmm. And then Paul goes on to say, I warn you. Now he's warning the Galatian church. He's because obviously they're, they're carnal, they're fleshly. He's warning them just as I did previously, which means he's, he's warning them again. This is a second time. Now, this is how important it is to Paul that they know this. He's, this is the second time he's telling the Galatians that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That is, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And so the importance of crucifying the flesh, Paul's trying to get this through our heads. Listen, you have to crucify your flesh. It is not an option. You cannot say, well, I don't feel like doing that. You don't have that option. You won't inherit the kingdom of God. And so all of the things I just listed are all things listed of the works of the flesh. So if you're questioning, what is this? I, you know, it, if, if what I just listed is something you struggle with, you need to repent. You need to submit to God. You need to lay yourself down as a sacrifice and say, God, less of me, more of you. Mm -hmm. You need to start to learn how to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. But the first step is denying yourself. So you can't pick up the cross of Christ if you won't deny your flesh. Mm-hmm. You cannot pick it up. You have to deny your flesh. And so <clears throat> this is this is such a huge topic. We could just talk about this for an hour. I know, um, really. But anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on now. So Jude 1, 24 through 25 says. Now to the one who has enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin. So we repent and then we realize that by the blood of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit, he is here with his power to help prevent us from stumbling in sin. He's our helper. He's our advocate. He's our friend. He indwells us. He's helping us live in the spirit. He's helping us live free from this stuff. So ask the Holy Spirit, if you struggle with this, repent, stop, do, turn away from doing it time and time again. It might not happen the first time. It's not like you repent. Oh, repent one time. Oh, it's completely gone. Never do it again. No, it's you have to persistently be repenting until it gets into the deepest place of your heart or your spirit. Keep repenting until you can turn. You have the power over that sin to turn. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Say, Holy Spirit, I can't do this on my own. I don't have enough willpower. I need the power of the resurrection. I need the power of the blood. I need the cross. I need what Jesus paid for on the cross. I need that to be alive in me. I need that to work its perfect work in me. Holy Spirit, help me be free from immorality. Holy Spirit, help me be free from impurity from my idolatry. Help me, Lord. And if you start crying out like that, I guarantee the Lord is going to help you Mm. because the Lord loves to help us when we cry out for help genuinely. Some of the best prayers you can ever pray is, Lord, help me. God, help me. That is 
the most powerful prayer you can pray because number one, you're humbling yourself. You're realizing I can't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. God help me. So you have a humble heart, contrite heart. The Lord dwells with those who have a humble heart and a contrite spirit. And so the Lord will help you. Ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, help me and start to repent and turn away. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And so now to the one who has enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin and bring you faultless, hallelujah, before his glorious presence to stand before him with ecstatic delight to the only God, our Savior, through our Lord Jesus Christ, be endless glory and majesty, great power and authority from before he created time, now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen. And so the dream ends. I read through Jude and I realize, God, what are you saying? So I know that the Lord is telling us that he's transforming us. And maybe you're the part, you're, maybe you're the one in the red gown and you've just been washed in the blood. Maybe you're the one in the military, you're, you're getting suited up, you know? It depends what stage, you know, you're at with the Lord, but we'll all go through the different stages right. and he'll purify us and refine us. But I believe that God is really wanting to deal with sin. He's wanting to deal with the works of the flesh. And the reason he's doing this, why is God purifying us? Why is God coming down with a hand of judge, judgment upon us? Like, hey, live holy, be separate. Because when God separates us, he can fill us with more of him. When we humble ourselves, he can fill us with more of him. There's a reason why God's bringing us through this season. For many, it's very hard because it's a refining season. He's holding us over the fire. It's a refining season. And sometimes that's hard because God brings up all the impurities within us and reveals it to us. And we go, uh oh, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing who we really are, but praise God for doing that. So we can get free and free again and free again and repent and be washed clean. And so I believe God is giving his people um, a revelation that he's preparing us and he's purifying us. But also he's going to give us a love for those who are the beasts, for those who are caught in the flames. Mm. And the Lord Jesus Christ himself is going to manifest through us more and more and more. We're going to see him kiss others with compassion, kiss others with mercy, but through us. We're going to see his hands become our hands, Mm. his feet become our feet. We're going to see the Lord direct us and guide us in this next season. In 2023, guys, I just want to share with you, if you would give God your whole entire life, if you would lay your whole entire life down, every part of your life, everything in your life, if you'll give it to God, he'll lead you. If you'll give it to God, he'll lead you. You won't stumble as much as uh, you did maybe last year because God will make sure that you're protected. And within the next year, let me just say this. We need the Holy Spirit's guidance for financial decisions. We need the Holy Spirit's guidance um, for decisions with our children, our family, our loved ones. Um, we need the Holy Spirit's guidance with discernment. Uh, we need the Holy Spirit's guidance. And I'm telling you in this next year, there's going to be, it's going to be hard for us to see 
what the Lord's in and what the Lord's not in if we're not led by the Spirit. Because it's going to be so deceptive, you guys. The deception is going to be great, so great, that if we don't have the word of the Lord, the Bible, in us, we're not renewing our minds, we're not led by the Spirit, we, we can get off. Hmm. And maybe if you get off, you think, oh, I just get off a little. That's not a big deal. But if you get off a half an inch and keep walking in a mile, honey, you're you're way off. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we have to be aware in this next season. So that's huge. Let God refine you. Let God touch you in the places that are uncomfortable to let him in. Mm. Let him in because we don't want to be deceived in this next season. You don't want to be deceived. And financially, you want to be smart with what God's given you to steward. So in order to be financially smart, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, should I buy this? Is this a good time for me to invest in this? Maybe I can hold off on this. Maybe I don't, I don't need this right now. We need to start asking God those questions because the Lord wants to help us with that. And he wants to prosper us, but we have to listen to his voice. Yeah. That's a good word. That's, um, has, has God given you any insight into certain things that will be hard to discern, like certain, certain avenues that might be hard to discern in? Yeah. What we're going to see is we're going to see, um, an even bigger separation, um, within families, within governmental things, within churches within small groups, uh, what we're going to see is we're going to start to see people um, who've God's revealed the truth to them as far as the word. So, hey, I can't do that anymore. God's consecrating his people. So what happens is he consecrates us and then we start to see that, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's, I'll just use this as an example. Maybe you always went to the movies with your friends or your family every Christmas. Maybe that's what you did. And they want to go see a rated R movie. But this Christmas, your spirits grieve to go see that. Maybe last Christmas it was fine. But this Christmas, you really don't want to do that. It's going to grieve the spirit within you. You know you shouldn't go by the spirit. I know I shouldn't do that. So it's you're going to have to make decisions that is not going to be the easiest. You might have to let some, some things fall. You know, you might have to let some relationships go. You might have to separate yourself from some groups of people. Not that you don't love them, pray for them, minister to them when they call you. Hey, but I mean fellowship, deep fellowship and going to do the same things. There's going to be a division in that way because God's consecrating us. And so and with the money, as far as I I believe we're going to see a lot of heart. It's going to be hard times next year as financially. So I think allow the Lord to help you make smart financial decisions. Ask the Lord is all I'm saying. Um, If he tells you to buy a house, buy a house. Do what he says. But if he's telling you, hey, maybe, maybe hold off for another six, eight months or whatever he's speaking to, just allow the Lord to guide you and lead you financially next year in a bigger way maybe than you did this year. Ask the Lord about that. Ask the Lord if you should save. Ask the Lord what you should do with that, because we're gonna see um, we're gonna see some hard hard things next year. 
that you're going to have to make decisions. You're going to have to make decisions and you want the Lord, you want the Lord's guidance. You don't want to do it by yourself. Yeah. So don't assume that the Lord is in something just because it's good. Like it could be a good thing. Right. Don't assume that the Lord is in it just because it's, it's a good thing. That's what you're saying. Right. Right. I I'm just saying that there's maybe there's some things we can go without that we, um, like, let's say you go and you get Starbucks and a breakfast sandwich every morning and you go out to lunch every day. Let's just say you, that's what you do. Well, maybe the Lord might say, hey, maybe start making your lunch at home or like make your coffee at home and like save that extra uh, $10 every day or 50, 20 bucks every day. Like the Lord might start to guide you and lead you and say, hey, maybe you can cut back in that and like save save the money. Um, and there might be bigger financial decisions too, that the Lord's going to guide you and lead you on. But if the Lord's telling you, Hey, it's time for you to go buy this car, it's time, then do it because he's, he's guiding you. But I'm just saying next year, it's important that we listen to the Holy spirit. Maybe there's people who invest in things on here. Um, definitely listen to the Lord because what people are telling you might, like Jeff said, might sound great, but the Lord might say, "Mm, I pull, I pull back from that. Just listen to the, listen to the Lord in this next season, um, you know, financially with the decisions that you're making mm. and with the friendships you're keeping. And even with church, um, I believe God's really going to birth um, smaller meetings and smaller groups next year. I think we're going to see people desiring for like-minded fellowship, deeper fellowship with God. I think we're going to see a cry of people's hearts for intimacy with the Lord and intimacy with others. Then they're not getting it from their, from big churches. And I'm not saying you have to leave your church. You can still go to church and have a small group on Wednesday or Tuesday. But I think we're going to see people's hearts start to yearn for something more intimate than what they have right now. People's hearts are going to start wanting true fellowship, community. People are going to want community. They're going to want a fellowship and eat around the table and talk about the Lord. It's going to be a desire so strong in their heart. And what happens is God's going to bless a lot of people out of that because in community, in the abundance of counselors, there's wisdom. And so we need community. So I think we're going to also start to see that even right now, the Lord's already put in your heart for small groups. So you've already had a a burning in your spirit. You've had a knowing in your spirit that you're supposed to have like small gatherings or uh, um, feed some people, have some people over for supper and just talk about the Lord. You don't have to lead anything. You can just fellowship with other believers and and talk about God, what he's been saying to you, what he's been speaking to you. And, you know, that's going to be burning on a lot of people's hearts this next year. So if you're feeling that, you know, it's definitely God. It's definitely the Lord um, already putting the image and the imprint on your spirit because that's what he's wanting to do in this next season. Um, I see people helping each other. I see when there's hard times that maybe come and hit certain places, it's going to be worse than others. Uh, some places are going to get hit harder than others. And some people are going to struggle worse than others, depending on where you live. If you're in a big city, there might be more lack as far as um, not as much stuff in the grocery store, as opposed to living in like on a farm, you know what I'm saying? Like you, depending on where you live, but God will bring community together to help one another. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why God is linking people together because he wants people to help one another. 
And that's how we show his love is by helping one another. And God wants us to do that. If you see someone, it's like the the story of the uh, man uh, where Jesus says uh, a man was beaten and bloody and on the Good ground. Samaritan. The, yeah, Pharisees yeah. walk to the other side. They're like, mm, no. And then he talks about the Samaritan coming and picking him up, putting him on his donkey, paying for the hotel room, bathing uh, his wounds, dressing his wounds, checking on him. That's who God calls us to be in this next season. We're going to be picking up some people and putting them on our donkeys and bringing them to our homes and helping them. But that's mm-hmm. the heart of the Lord. And in that comes his smile upon you and his favor upon you and his blessing upon you and your household. And the Lord's blessing is going to rest on a lot of households this next year on uh, the blessing of God, especially for those who are opening their homes in ways like this. I'm telling you, the blessing of God will blow your mind. Because you're you're doing his heart, you're being his hands and his feet. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be an exciting season. Let me just say that. We're gonna see a lot of the Lord do a lot of amazing things. We're gonna see supernatural things happen. We're gonna see multiplication. We're gonna see the Lord come in amazing ways, but we're also gonna see maybe some hard economic times. We're gonna see some difficult times in the natural, but God is wanting to really manifest himself um, through his people. So it'll be an interesting year, but a good year. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. There you go, everybody. Um, (laughs) You heard it, uh, you know, from Kelsey. So I think too, like with, um, you know, there's a lot of people stocking up, but um, my my wife and I have definitely taken on more of a posture of like, yeah, we've stocked up, but we it's with the intention of sharing with people, you know, mm-hmm. um, and with the intention of, um, you know, maybe uh, we just have a heart for the, even the people that maybe didn't heed any of those those uh, warnings or words from the Lord to hey stock up on some stuff um, because I think too you you hear that. And then you get, you don't see it happen right away. And so you're like, oh, that was a, that was a wash. All right. Yeah. Well, never mind. Um, but a lot of times, like, I mean, historically, even prophecies can take a long time in our mind, a long time to, to actually be fulfilled. But also that's like God's grace too, of like, Hey, this is coming. Hey, this is coming. This is oh, coming. Absolutely. And I think that you know, I definitely feel the compassion of the Lord on the people that didn't heed it or didn't, um, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Um, right. So, well, there's, you have to listen to God. Maybe yeah. God's not telling you to store up food. Maybe God's just telling you, Hey, I'm going to provide for you financially. So you don't have to store up food because as food soars and gets more and more expensive, people can afford it less and less, but God's blessed you with an abundance of finance so you can continue to buy it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your situation. Yep. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit because what happens, you know, I'm just going to use this as an example, but what happens if you've stored up food and stored up food and then uh, a flood comes and there goes your prepper pile right, washed away? Yeah. Who says that can't happen or a, a tornado comes? And, and just ruins the provision that you were storing up. So it's not about, it's about listening to the Holy Spirit yeah. and being so sensitive in this next season to what he's telling you. 
you might be completely different from what he's telling me. Again, we live in different areas. We live in different economic zones. We, some people live in cities and high-rise buildings, and they have one grocery store for 10 blocks. I mean, you, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit, and he will absolutely reveal to you and put on your heart what you're supposed to do. If you are at peace and you haven't stored up one thing, you're at perfect peace. That's the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you feel like I have no peace, I, I need to get some some pasta and some, that's the Lord. So just listen, be be led by the peace of Jesus. Be led by the word of God. You know, I always love when the Bible says, listen, do the birds store up their food? Do they do they work and toil and store it up? No, God gives them what they need. Mm-hmm. I love that verse because it reminds yeah. me, you know what? God sees me. God, yeah. God's not going to go, well, Kelsey, you didn't get that extra, you know, can of beans. Guess you're going to die. <laughs> like God's not, you know, come on. Yeah. So it's just, it's just knowing the goodness of God, but it's also being led by yeah. the spirit. And I think that's it. Like the, 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 I guess the, the, the key ingredient to this is, are you doing what you're doing out of fear or in faith? Like, Okay, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to partner with this word. This is the 50th time that I've heard a word like this. Okay, now let's just partner with in faith and just say we're going to do what the best we can and just have faith that God is going to take care of the rest. That's um, right. Because I think there are some people that are doing this out of fear, and that's not a good. That is not a good place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah. God has not given you the spirit of fear, right? but of power, love, and a sound mind. So Boom. fear is not from God. Anytime right. you have fear, it's yeah. not from God. Yeah. But, you know, no condemnation. Just, again, if you feel fear, take it to the Lord and go, God, why am I feeling this way? Like, so, talk to the Lord. That's what I do. If I have a certain feeling, I'll go, Lord, why am I feeling this way? Like, why am I? And then a lot of times, like when I start to read the Bible, I I notice that all those worries and all those cares are completely lifted. Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. He takes on all our burdens. He takes on all the heavy things. He'll take on your fear if you'll give it to him. Mm -hmm. If you replace and give it to Jesus and you take on his yoke, which is easy and light, and you allow the word to wash you clean, you won't feel that fear anymore. Yeah. You just, you have to spend time with the Lord. It's definitely a time sacrifice. It's not yeah. like he's a magic genie. <laughs> you got to nope. have a relationship with him. Yep. So I did want to share, I have two words that I got um, for people. So I want to share, um, the Lord brought up this word and quickened it to me and said, this is a lot of people on here. Bob Jones had a word about the geese and the honkers and they would take the message. Oh, yeah that the prophets were speaking or that they heard and their spirits would quicken. It would quicken their spirits and they would take it. And there'd be a company of people that would be like geese and they would take it and they'd honk it and they'd share the message and get it out to so many different places. And the Lord quickened me of that like three or four days ago or whenever illumination wrote me and said, Hey, will you come on? I wrote my notes. The Lord spoke to me about this geese thing about the honkers and he said the the people who are on are called to be my honkers they will take 
the message of what I'm sharing and they will share it with others. They won't just keep it to themselves. And the funny thing is driving my kids to school this morning, I saw so many geese. I was laughing the whole way. They were flying in the little triangle. They were eating in the grass. I was like, okay, Lord, I hear you. You know, it was really funny. But so I just want to encourage you that if you are a honker, you'll know because you eat up the revelation that God's sharing, uh, saying, and you can't wait to share it. And that is something the Lord has on your life. That's a mission on your life to take what God is saying and share it and honk it out. There's a company of geese that are flying and going to share the now word of the Lord. What is the Lord saying right now? You're going to share it. So Father, I thank you for those who are watching. I thank you that they're the company of geese that Bob Jones saw, that there's a company of people who will receive, God, what you're saying in this time and will warn the people. God, I thank you that they will go out and they will kiss the lost. Lord, with the kisses of your mouth, they will kiss the lost and say, come in, come in and be reconciled unto Christ. Come in and be washed clean. Lord, I thank you that they will honk the message that the Holy Spirit is leading a people in this season like never before. God, I thank you that they will honk the love that you're showing right now to your body, God, that they will honk your message out into the world. Lord, thank you for those geese um, that you've anointed on this time. Yes, Lord. Yeah. So I see oil. I see the oil of the Holy Spirit being poured out right now. Father, thank you. Yeah, just receive that right now. There's a fresh anointing for this geese thing. Thank you, Lord, right now. Yeah. Thank you, God. We're just going to wait a minute. Holy Spirit, I ask for that anointing to just be poured out upon those chosen for this, God. Let fresh anointing, fresh oil, fresh oil be poured upon their heads, God. Let their horn be exalted like that, that of a unicorn and fresh oil will be poured out on them. I think that's Psalms 92.10. Lord, let the fresh oil be poured on on them right now. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And you know, with this anointing comes a boldness to speak the truth. And with this anointing comes, uh, it's, it's an unction of the Spirit to share what you hear. And it's under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's going to speak through you. And even as you speak, you'll notice there's fresh revelation on your voice as you speak. As you share what the Lord's saying to those around you, there's fresh revelation even coming for you. So even as you speak, the Lord's downloading fresh revelation. Yes, Lord, thank you for that. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Wow. It's oily. Ooh, it's oily in the realm of the spirit right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your commissioning, God. Thank you for your assignments. God, we thank you and we bless you. The Lord also started talking to me about odysseys, that there's new adventures with God in this time. There's new ideas that God's putting in your spirit. There's gatherings and places of community. 
And, and the interesting thing about this odyssey, when God brought this up to me, he reminded me of uh, experience I had where in one day I was taking my daughter to dance class and there was a Honda Odyssey, which is a minivan parked right next to us. And the door was open and it was in the parking lot, but the door to the van was open. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I go in to tell the people, someone left their van, not even thinking, you know, anything of it. Oh, someone left their door open. And then, so that was uh, around 5.30 when I took my daughter to ballet. And then me and my husband went for a walk that night around our neighborhood. We're walking around our neighborhood in our neighbor's driveway. There's a Honda Odyssey with the door left open. Whoa. Same car. Obviously not the same car, but like the same make and model. Honda Mm -hmm. Odyssey with one door left open. Hmm. Same scenario, same day, hours apart. And I looked at my husband and I said, God's speaking to us. God's speaking to us. I said, what kind of car is that? And this is how you, this is how you know how God is quickening something to you. If you're seeing stuff like that in the same day, it's not a coincidence. So this is what you do. You start asking questions. Okay. What side of the door was it? It was one door. Okay. Okay. It was, it was this color. It was this make a car. Start asking yourself. So it was the odyssey. And and that happened uh, maybe a couple of months ago. The Lord quickened that to me again, that experience. And he showed me the odyssey with the door open. And so I believe there's a season that we're, many of you are entering into where there's new adventures with God. And when I mean new adventures, I mean, there's things God's going to lead you into that you didn't think you were qualified for. There's things that are going to blow your mind. There's healings, signs, wonders, and miracles that are going to take place through your hands. There's going to be new places you're going to go that you you had no clue was even coming because it's a new adventure with God. It's an odyssey with him. He has something new for us. It's not the old. It's not the stale. It's not the boring. When you walk with God, it's an adventure. And I think we're going to hear testimonies, even from you guys writing in, of just like, man, I was just like at work today and this happened and I didn't even know this was going to happen, but I prayed for someone and God completely wrecked them. And it's new adventures with God. Mm -hmm. And he's wanting to pour out more and more upon us if we want, if we'll receive it. Mm -hmm. So many of us go, oh no, I'm not qualified. No, you're qualified. Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord with all your heart? Are you born again? Yeah. You're qualified. Yeah. Literally, you are qualified. He does everything right. else. We say yes. The Holy Spirit does everything else. Mm-hmm. So I just want to pray over those um, that are receiving these new adventures with God, mm. uh, that the Holy Spirit would just show them the goodness yes. of God in the land of the living. And that, Lord, with these new adventures, I just pray that the joy of who Jesus is would be upon their lives. God, I just pray for the open doors to come into their lives, God. I pray for the odysseys to be released. I pray for the adventures, for the paths to be made new in front of them, God. Would you would you make the path that they're supposed to walk? And God, I pray they would walk in it. And Lord, we thank you in advance and we mm-hmm. praise you in advance for the amazing testimonies and the amazing things that only you could do, God. 
Only you could set that open. Only you could open that door. Only you could bring that blessing. Only you could bring that husband. Only you could bring that wife. Only you could bring that job. God, we thank you for the new that you're doing in, in this season. God, we thank you for the odysseys. In Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone on here who is like a painter? Um, I don't know if you paint um, houses or if you're a painter. Um, let me know if someone's on here because I believe the Lord just showed me that in the realm of the spirit. I don't have a word for you yet because <laughs> this is how it works. So I just uh, let me know if, if anyone, if you're a painter on here. Thank you, God. Uh, shoes of pieces. Yes. Art and multimedia. Okay. Yeah. I just, I see like, um, and just me, there's a couple of people. Okay. Okay. So I see, um, a type of painter with like a roller, like a big roller brush and you're painting this room and it's like the spirit of God has anointed you to cover a lot of different, uh, you're very merciful. Because mercy covers a multitude of sins. And I feel like the Lord's given you that gift of mercy. And you know how to cover up maybe something that was uh, ugly and stained and dirty. And you know how to cover it with a beautiful paint uh, of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you um, that God's heart sees you, number one, because mercy is something that's not seen by the masses. So it's something you do in your private life when you show mercy. You're not getting a pat on the back for forgiving mercy. It's a really hard gift to carry. Like if you carry the gift of prophecy, oh, wow, look, you're so prophetic. If you carry the gift of mercy, people don't give you applause. So I just want to encourage you that I see you, I see you covering um you know, dirty walls. I see you painting something beautiful over it. And it is the Lord through you. And it's the mercy of God that flows through you. And you have the gift of mercy. And it's such a powerful and beautiful gift. Jesus Christ himself says, I desire mercy more than a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so Lord, I thank you for those that have the gift of mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you you shine brightly through them, God, because it's your character and your nature. God, I thank you for the wisdom that's on their life. God, I thank you even for the refreshing that's coming over them right now. God, a Holy Ghost refreshing right now. Release it in the realm of the Spirit yes, right there. Thank you, God. A washing for those who've shown mercy. A refreshing for those. Thank you, God. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, a refreshing over you right now. Yeah, because it can be, it can get heavy when you're showing mercy all the time. It can get heavy. God, thank you. Thank you for your kisses upon them right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, just receive it. Thank you, God. 
yeah it's just and also too i see like with the painting i also see it an ear opening so i see an ear opening to hearing the lord's voice in a deeper way so for those it's it's attached to the painting thing so it's those that that with the painting and the gift of mercy I see ears opening in the realm of the spirit mm. right now. Lord, thank you. The Bible says he'll open our ear morning by morning. But I feel like you're going to hear God's voice clearer in this time than you've heard it before. There's a new focus also coming on you. There's a new focus in the realm of the spirit. Thank you, God. Yes. So it's, it's focus and hearing at the same time. So it's like, um, you know, what I mean by focus is your dedication time to the Lord is going to get easier than it's been. You've kind of been pushing it, pushing through. Um, like sometimes we push through in the secret place or we push through in prayer. Mm. Um, I feel like there's a, a deeper focus, a deeper time of meditation with you and the Lord. And he's opening up your ear to hear him clearly. Wow. Lord, thank you for that. Mm. One of the people is from Rumble, and it's um, actually a friend of mine. Her name's Susie, and she's a painter as well. But it was under a name that I didn't recognize. And she said, "This is Susie," and I can Susie, I can completely, I, I can totally see that gift of mercy on you, um, absolutely. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, somebody uh, Rockstar Miracles asking what color is the wall? It was a light blue. It was a light blue wall. So the paint that you were painting, um, I don't know if anyone else saw that. That'd be really cool. If someone else saw that, let me know, the light blue. Because sometimes people will see the same color, like the Holy Spirit will show the same, the picture mm -hmm. I'm getting to people. Um, so yeah, that's what color it was. I don't know if there's significance in the color. Um, maybe that means something to you, a light blue wall. But what Holy I do Smith see is saying, too, that's my color. So. Oh, okay. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. But you know, God's amazing. He he knows every detail of everyone's mm -hmm. lives. And the thing is, too, is you were in what all white. So like all white long sleeve shirt and white overalls and white work boots. So it's the purity of the Lord is on you as well, because you're dressed in complete all white. So it's like the the Lord has washed you clean. You're white. And I, I just know there's a refreshing for you in the realm of the spirit, but there's also a blessing on hearing God's voice. And also there's a grace coming upon you when you seek him in the secret place, when you go into prayer, there's a grace coming upon your life. Wow. I feel the anointing. Woo. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yeah, just open up your hands right now. Just open up your hands wherever you're at. Father, I just ask that you pour out your spirit right now upon those listening. God, I just pray that the weighty heaviness of your glory, your anointing would begin to fall in each and every home. Lord, let your presence come and and bless us right now.
Let your beauty, Jesus, shine upon us. God, let us see you. Let us know you, Jesus, in a deeper place of our heart. Lord, let us encounter you today, tonight. Wherever they're at, if they're listening to this later, God, you're no respecter of persons and there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. Father, just pour out your glory upon us, God. We're hungry and thirsty for more of you, Jesus. We want to know you, Lord. We want to experience you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, release that fire right now. Release your fire right now. Thank you, God. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost begin to move in people's homes. Yes, Lord, let the fire, the refining fire of your beautiful, holy presence come and consecrate these people, Lord. These ones who love you, these ones who are faithful to learn more and more about you, Lord, pour out the fire of your spirit. Thank you, God. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Comment, comment flames if you feel that because, woo, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's a girl on here listening. You've been feeling really down lately. Like you're in this rut that you can't get out of. Now, I don't know if it's full depression, but it's really close. It's like, it's, it's really close. And I believe the Lord just wants to bless you right now and just wants to pull you up out of that ditch. He just wants to come and pull you right up and take all of that heaviness off you. Just remove all of that right now. So Father, I pray right now by your spirit, you would begin to move, remove the heavy weights you begin to lift her up and out of this. I cancel every single attack that's coming against your life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every assignment be broken now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for removing hindering spirits, tormenting spirits. Right now, be removed in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just speak the peace of Jesus over you, the peace of Jesus over your mind, the peace of Jesus over your soul. Lord, we thank you that today is a new day. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your joy and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that they abound in her life. They blossom in her garden. Lord, I thank you you're drawing her deeper. God, I thank you you're lifting her head. I thank you you're breaking that assignment of the enemy over her life right now in Jesus' name. And we praise you for it, God. We praise you for it. You're going to sleep a lot. You're going to, number one, you're going to sleep a lot better. And number two, I feel like the Lord's also saying, it, it, it's linked to with even like a nutritional thing, um, like a lack 
of uh, proper nutrients. So I, I would go to God on that. But I, I feel like there's a, a lack of, you know, maybe I don't know if it's vegetables or what, but there's uh, there's something um, with your diet that needs to change that the, the Lord will speak to you about. Um, it's causing it's causing the feeling of feeling bad all the time and tired. And the Lord just wants to change that up a little bit through diet, but also he'll remove those burdens, but he'll give you wisdom on how to do it as well. So father, I thank you. I thank you for that right now. Yes, Lord, just, just bless these precious people. Mm -hmm. Ooh, wow. Thank you, God. Do you have anything, Jeff? Uh, I, I do, but it's not to share, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, God. We acknowledge you, Lord. We see you, Lord. We bless you, precious Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Lord, we love you so much. We love you so much, Lord. This is kind of a random one, but I see someone driving, and I don't know if you got a ticket recently that you're like worried about, or if you've had this ticket. Um, comment in the comments if that's you. But it's almost like I, I saw someone driving, I saw this ticket, and there was like this worry, this anxiety coming coming over you because of that. And I know that's not something we want to admit. Like, oh, that's me. I got a speeding ticket. That's me. Like, no one really wants to say that. I'm just now, I'm now realizing that. Um, but yeah, that's funny, Lauren. So anyways, I, I just want to just let you know that it's it's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm. And <laughs> I think the Lord's showing showing me this just to reassure you that, it's okay. Sometimes accidents happen. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes we go a little fast. Sometimes we're not paying attention to the speed limit. Don't feel bad. Don't feel guilt. Don't let this be like, oh, I can't believe I did this. And just don't let it weigh down on you. Um, I, I, it's, it's kind of like a lighthearted thing the Lord's kind of doing with this. Like, hey, don't beat yourself up. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Everything will be fine. So if that's someone on here, just it'll 92 be 92 okay. and a 60. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll get you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've got, hey, who hasn't gotten a speeding ticket? Well, maybe mm-hmm. some people on here have never gotten a speeding ticket. But... I've gotten one speeding ticket in my whole life. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And it was because I, sorry, I'm not, I'll tell you after. I don't want to derail the. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I went okay, to, my, so I, 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 I just, I just gotten married and I started a new job and I realized that I forgot my ring at home. So on my lunch, I went home and on my way back, I didn't want to be late because I wanted to wear my wedding ring and oh. I got, I got pulled over. Oh. <laughs> the cop was not having it when I told him. Oh my gosh. I got pulled over so many times. I was such a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> I was speeding. I used to have a quick little car. I, I got pulled over a bunch of times, but praise yeah. God, he's he's been good to me, so, you know, since that. I mean, but you know, just just it's okay, whoever whoever got that, and it just it's 
it's fine. Don't beat yourself up. We all make mistakes. Sometimes we go too fast. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, get a load of this. Andra, who is Illuminations mom, said, I own a Honda Odyssey and I'm a painter. The van carried gallery art. Wow. Well, there you go. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Did you get a ticket? <laughs> yeah. We could just like complete the whole package here, Andrea. <laughs> call her mom out no yeah <laughs> so, oh someone said that's probably me i was pulled over pulled over because the officer mistook me for another person i also got in the turn lane too early yeah it could be you because i just saw someone driving and the lord quickened to me that it was like some sort of being pulled over some sort of ticket that was like you felt bad you felt really bad because a lot of times stuff happens to our life and we don't realize that it impacts our soul like, you know, if we're falsely accused, like because the officer mistook me for another person. So you're uh -huh. falsely accused that that stuff imprints on your soul. And so the Lord's just lifting the Lord's just lifting that off of you and just saying, hey, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. We're good. So so don't let that stay on your soul. Just loose that from your soul yeah, in Jesus yeah. name. There we go. There we go. All right. You got anything else, Kelsey? I don't think so. I think that's it. All right. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much. I just think you're great. And I always love having you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is my favorite show to be on. You know that. Oh, I tell you all the shucks. time. <laughs> my favorite so, show. Well, I appreciate it. We love you. And um, uh, how can people follow you? Hey, are you doing a new, a new women's Zoom thing soon? Well... It's about to be the holidays. <laughs> yeah. So next you know, year. Next yeah. year. Yeah. Because in November and December, honestly, we go see family and stuff. So yeah. we travel. And sometimes it's hard to like bring my computer and my camera and my mm -hmm. lights and everything. So I'll probably into the new year. Um, but if you're a woman and you want to sign up for the classes, you can email me at um, marriageofthelambministries at gmail.com. And let me know, hey, I want to be part of your women's group. It's free. It's once a week for eight weeks. And I just teach on like um, how to hear God's voice, how to live in the spirit. You know, how how do I prophesy? How do I receive revelation and then interpret it and then share it? Because these are all steps, you know, you kind of walk with God and you mm -hmm. learn. So talk about the gifts of the spirit and majorly a lot of things churches don't don't teach on. I try to like help equip people to understand you know? Yeah. We just got a great way. testimony about someone, uh, this, this woman who participated in it, it, that your group was one of the things that God used to set her free from, from stuff. So, oh, you know, you're seeing, I'm sure you're seeing, hearing all kinds of great testimonies and I mean, you get to see the women like right there in front of you, but yes. still, it's just keep doing what you're doing. Kelsey, you're making yes. a huge difference for the Lord. Amen. Yeah. For his glory. Amen. So uh, her email is in the description. You can go into the description and ah, there it is. If you didn't remember, you don't want to rewind. Uh, it's in the description as well. So, and then along with your, your Facebook as well. Yeah. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube. You can go, if you go to rumble, you can watch my show. Um, it's called torch carriers. And it's on Rumble. The whole season is there. I think there's 13 or 14 shows. 
And um, those shows will really bless you. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance to head over to Rumble and, and follow Torch Carriers and just maybe when you're on a walk or driving to work, just listen to some of those shows. And um, that I know that that will really bless you. Yeah. Other Link than that, I think that's it. Yeah. Link is in the description. First thing under stuff we talked about, check out Torch Carriers on Rumble. And there's a link there so you can click and you can go. We make it easy for you guys here. So Yes, you do. You guys yeah. are so good. Yeah, we want to help you out as much as we can as well. So go watch Torch Carriers and be blessed. It's great. And Kelsey, and also listen to the podcast as well. Yes. 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 Podcast is awesome. I have some really cool guests on the podcast because it's all the people who come through for It's Supernatural. So yeah. like I've had John and Carol Arnott, James Goal, um, I've had like Darren Canning, a lot of just amazing, like super anointed people that the podcast will really bless you guys too. Yeah. So check it out. Kelsey, thank you so much. You're the bee's knees. Oh, thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah. Everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow with part three of four. Understanding Your Dreams featuring Cindy McGill, and it's going to be absolutely dynamite. Uh, we've been having a great time the past couple of Wednesdays. I can't believe that it's going to be our second to last episode of that series. Uh, so it's going to be great. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to be covering some great stuff. So tune in at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. With that, also, there is a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com slash donate. So we appreciate any and all donations. As I said at the top of the show, it takes a lot of resources to keep this thing free and five days a week. So any and all donations, we really appreciate it. Uh, whether that's a one-time donation or a monthly partnership, details are in that link. So if you just go to elijahfire.com slash donate, pray, seek the Lord, be obedient to that. And that's all we could ever ask for. And then obviously, please pray for us. We really appreciate those prayers and we need them. So, um, be blessed, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time with Cindy McGill. See you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.